0: three two one we're live welcome to the horns and stuff podcast where we talk about horns and stuff my name is patrick or as you would know me as F Horn patrick on youtube and i'm the host of the horns and stuff podcast this episode of horns and stuff is brought to you by the horn.4 merch company horn.4 is a french horn focused clothing company that i started to break the mold and design a clean and modern clothing for the average horn player with new designs always coming out there's always an opportunity for horn players to wear their favorite instrument proudly and for the listeners of this podcast you can use the coupon code horns and stuff that is h-o-r-n-s-t-u-f-f for 10 percent off your next order so definitely check out the horn.4 merch clothing it'll be in the description down below or you can check it out on instagram and that's at fhornpatrick So this episode of Horns and Stuff is a widely suggested topic that I've been itching to get to um, either in a video or uh, in a podcast, which I'm even more excited about because I can really go in depth and not worry about people getting annoyed that it's long because long podcasts are the best. If you're a podcast listener like me, you would definitely know that. Um, If you're watching this podcast, you're definitely going to see me looking down at my phone. I have um, lots and lots and lots and lots of. Uh, notes for this podcast it's going to be the story of how i auditioned for university for french horn um and all the tips tricks and uh lessons that i learned along the way and let me tell you there was a lot a ton of lessons so uh grab your favorite beverage uh sit down and uh, let's enjoy this uh harrowing journey of me auditioning for university so the main theme of this uh, podcast is going to be things to do and things not to do. Um, there was a lot of things that I learned that I definitely would never do again if I was auditioning for university. Um, auditioning for university is a pretty exciting thing, and you, you kind of forget that along the way. Um, so yeah, let's 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 just get into it. So I took a year off. Um, after high school before auditioning for university and that was because I didn't really know what I wanted to do when auditions came around and when I figured it out Um, it was a little too late to put everything together and then go to university as I wanted to save money I wanted to buy my own horn so the best things to do was to take a year off work and uh, prepare for auditions Um, so the first step for your auditioning career is going to apply to the universities that you'd want to go to Um, I'm not sure if this is the same for everywhere around the world. I'm sure it is not. But for in Canada, we apply online and you pick um, the schools that you'd like to go to. And then um, it all starts off from there. The universities get your applications with your high school transcripts and so on. And the the, the process is started from there. Uh, So once you apply, uh, the schools will hear from you. Um, And this is where the process really starts. And you're going to hear from the schools um, fairly soon, especially with audition information. They want to make sure that you're booked in and that you know everything you need to do uh, in order to audition. They're going to send you notes uh, about what pieces you should be preparing, um, studies and information you're going to need in order to have the best audition possible. Uh, This is one of the best steps because it's really when you realize that these schools do want you to come there. Uh, They don't know you as of yet. So this process really um, starts that feeling of, okay, the schools want me to come to this. They want me to come there. Uh, They're sending me all this information to help me do the best that I can do. And that's the big theme about auditioning. If you haven't auditioned before, it feels like a competition um, against everybody else, but it's really not. Um, It's it's an experience that you just need to do the best you can. And that's going to be the overall theme of this podcast. And the other theme is that uh, don't do a lot of what I did because it's, it just wasn't that great what I did. Um, so yeah, the schools are going to re- reach out to you. And the, the best thing about that is they're, they're going to be so happy to answer any questions you have. The more questions, the better, uh, make sure you ask as many questions as possible so that you don't have any, um, thoughts of, Oh, I wish I knew if I was doing this right or this, just send an email. Uh, someone will get back to you with the right answer and you don't have to stress about it. It's super simple. So the first thing once you audition and you have your auditioning date is you're gonna have to start practicing. Uh, So we are a performance based um, specialty so you need to be able to play your instrument. So what to do is practice and I was not good at practicing when I started my university experience. Uh, The only things I played for was uh, my high school and my youth orchestra. And to be honest, I didn't really practice that much for those. Um, (laughs) it's not the best thing to do, obviously, but I just, I never really needed a practice routine. So practicing was something I did. Um, but I did it wrong. Um, what I did was I just played through pieces over and over again, um, with a track in my ear, not really listening to how I'm playing, but just wanting to play along to a track and then not really going back to those troubled sections is which which you're supposed to do. I would just play through them and say, okay, on average, most of it was good. There's that tricky section, but the next time I play it through, I'll try to do it better. And obviously that's not the way you should be doing it. Uh, Another thing I wasn't doing uh, because I wasn't practicing correctly was uh, paying close attention to dynamic markings, et cetera. Um, I just listened to recordings. So I tried to emulate what the recordings were doing as far as dynamics and not doing what was written on the page, which... It's kind of contradictory because if you give your pieces to the people listening to you audition, they're going to be looking for the dynamic markings on the page and they won't know that you listen to a recording that has different dynamic markings. So definitely pay attention to the dynamic markings on your page. Uh, It's very helpful, especially when you're doing your studies. Um, Coprash, I did not listen to or uh, there was there's hardly any um, videos on Coprash studies. Um, So I I didn't play dynamics. (laughs) So. (laughs) that was something that I I definitely did incorrectly and I wish I would have done right because dynamics are so simple. Like it's not a question of um, should this be loud or soft? It's, it's written in your page. So you should be playing it like this. Um, Definitely open to artistic interpretation um, in terms of what soft means, but you should be playing piano when it says piano and forte when it says forte, not something different because you think it would sound better. Uh, Just play what's on the page. Now, something that would have helped me practice was taking lessons. And that's something I never did. I never had any formal lessons until applying to university because I never really thought I was going to go into horn until I started thinking I was going to go into horn. And that was when I was auditioning and I never really needed lessons. I had a a high school. My high school teacher um, was a horn player. So I kind of had lessons, I suppose, but it was it was only in like five minute spurts. And I was I was doing I was pretty good at figuring out horn all on my own. Uh, which is kind of how I've done things a lot of the time. Uh, so what, what I did once I started applying to university was I said, okay, I need to have a teacher and I started with a teacher and there was basically enough time to have a few lessons before my auditions. However, these lessons were extremely helpful. Um, So there's something I would definitely recommend you do. So the biggest thing that we did in those lessons was figure out the proper mouthpiece, hand position, uh, reading music properly and accepting, uh, nervousness, which is a really big one for me. Uh, so with mouthpieces, um, having a teacher will give you the confidence that, okay, this mouthpiece is the right mouthpiece for me for now, instead of blaming everything on your mouthpiece mouthpiece, which is what I'm sure a lot of you do. I definitely did it too. I blamed a lot of my troubles on the mouthpiece that I was using, Um, so having a teacher will give you that confidence that the mouthpiece you're using is amazing. Uh, the next thing is hand position, which is a fundamental thing that you should learn. And I did learn it. However, we all get sloppy with it. Let's be real. Uh, we get sloppy with hand position every now and again. Uh, you just kind of let that hand curl in and slowly it just, uh, sits like that. And then now everything you're playing is flat. So these lessons definitely taught me that the importance of hand position and making sure that it is. The way it should be nice and straight, nice and uh, I mean, the way I play is straight and firm. Um, So having that like that um, at all times or I mean, adjusting those slight notes when you're doing it and then reading the music uh, properly, which I was told to start playing dynamic markings, which is duh. Uh, but until someone tells you, you don't really realize that you're not doing it. So that was a big thing to then say, okay, perfect. And then the biggest thing I was worried about was getting nervous, um, playing solos in orchestra and stuff. I would always get nervous when it was time for like a big solo to come out. So I was really nervous that I was going to be playing in front of an audition panel all by myself, a solo for like 20 minutes. Uh, so I wanted to know how to kind of combat the nervousness and the biggest thing, uh, just the short and sweet of it. We'll, we'll definitely do a whole podcast on this. Um, is just to kind of accept the nervousness, um, and use it to your advantage. So use that adrenaline, uh, to really help you push through the piece and that kind of thing. Now we'll find out later that it, it didn't work like that, but it was good to keep, keep the nerve acceptance in mind. Uh, so definitely get a teacher. Uh, it was one of the biggest things to do for confidence to know that you're doing, kind of what you're supposed to do and they're they're professionals so they've done auditions before they're probably auditioning university students if you're getting the right teacher as well so they'll tell you what you need to do and you'll be have a lot more confidence which is key to auditioning to university now the other thing you're going to have to think about which is something that i never thought about before um, auditioning was a pianist i've never worked with a pianist before auditioning and i'm sure a lot of you have never worked one-on-one with a pianist as well However, this is gonna be something you will most likely need to do when auditioning to schools. Um, So I knew that universities uh, provided an accompanist, but I wasn't really sure what that meant. Uh, No one, I never asked, which is again, you should just ask and they'll tell you exactly what happens. I never asked how good the pianists were. I kind of thought they were students who had never played these horn pieces and it would just be kind of really stressful not knowing uh, what these pianists were going to do during my audition. I didn't want that to be the mess up because you kind of hear those stories that the pianists um, mess up your audition or competition. Um, So I should have asked, and I would have found out that that wasn't the case. Uh, So I paid a lot of money to have a pianist accompany me to uh, my UFT audition, but I just kind of um, used the in-house pianist uh, at Laurier, which was... Steph Mara, and she is just the best after finding it out. So I wish I would have known and I would have found out that I wouldn't have had to pay so much money to bring in a a accompanist all the way to Toronto. uh, when I could have just used the in-house one like I did at Laurier and which turned out to be amazing and not stressful at all. Uh, So the the process that I did with an accompanist was I paid a professional accompanist. Uh, She had we had two rehearsals together, which definitely helped uh, ease the nerves on that, too. Um, she sight read the pieces better than i probably I played the pieces. <laughs> so that's always good. And then, uh, she came with me to, well, she didn't come with me. She met me at uh, UFT for that audition. Um, so the moral of the story is ask questions again. And the pianist is something that you shouldn't stress too much about. The universities will most likely provide you a amazing professional pianist who will, uh, accompany you and help you get through your audition it's kind of nice knowing that there's an accompanist up there with you you're not the only person on stage you're the only person being judged however uh, it's always nice to have another person up there with you so that brings us to the auditioning process which definitely stressed me out I was very I, I like to overthink every single possibility if you know me you'll know that is the case so when thinking about auditions i thought about every single bad scenario ever and then there's only one good scenario where you nail everything and that is the the best possible scenario and it's it's probably never going to happen because who nails their audition stuff right um so yeah i was stressed um the, the audition process just really stressed me out um and the biggest stress was organizing everything because I never had to organize people or myself to go to different cities to do d- different auditions. It just kind of threw myself into it. And that was kind of stressful uh, because I didn't ask for help. Ask for help people. Um, so you're definitely going to get stressed out about this process, too, which is why you should kind of prepare in advance. You should have everything laid out so you don't need to stress if you need to pr- don't prepare pieces last minute. You should organize uh, well ahead of time so that like a month before you have the piece ready to go and then you're just maintaining it up until your audition uh, this is stuff that if you get a teacher the, it will help you out because they'll tell you to have your piece ready to go before you get to the audition um, and the other stressful thing that i found was i didn't know what the caliber of musician was So when you're in high school and you're auditioning for university on horn, that probably probably means that you're one of the best horn players at your school uh, because you're one of the only people going into horn, which means you've only really been compared to yourself because you haven't had anyone better than you in a while unless you're doing all state and stuff like that. But that's not uh, to, to my experience. I never had that in high school, so I only had to compare to myself and. That kind of stressed me out because I didn't know if I went to the university audition, if everyone was going to be way better than me, and I just happened to be the best in my school. But everyone outside of my school was way better than me. That that really stressed me out. So that's one thing to keep in mind: is that um, there's no one to compare to than yourself. So just keep an keep an open mind. Uh, there's definitely people in the world that are going to be better than you, but you're you're going you're auditioning for school, so this is where you're going to find that out. You're not going to get a job with uh, the Philharmonic before first year university, so you can you can relax on that a little bit. You know it it's not too stressful to not be the best at this point. Um, universities to make you better. So yes, <laughs> so let's just get into the audition. Uh, my first audition, which was at the University of Toronto. Um, I was really lucky to have a friend who went to the same elementary school and high school, uh, but he was six years apart and he went to UFT for French horn, which was really, really useful because I got to stay with him the night before and he took me to practice rooms and really helped me out and gave me the confidence um, for the audition the next day. He went through the pieces with me and let me know that I was really prepared for that audition, uh, which definitely eased the stress. He also told me Uh, what the audition process was like at university told me about the professors I'd be meeting that and so forth. So that was really helpful because then I didn't have those question marks in my head about like what was going to happen. And since this was the first audition that I was taking, it was really helpful because I didn't have uh, like I I had that help. Like someone was talking me down telling me that it it wasn't going to be as scary as I thought it was going to be. And as this was the first audition, I was definitely very nervous. Um, So the morning of your audition and the night before, uh, it's really important to do everything that you normally would. Um, the biggest thing that I would suggest on an audition day is don't change your routine. Just do everything you normally would. Uh, this is kind of the same tactic that um, marathon runners do. They'll have a routine that they normally do. And don't don't vary from that because if you change something on audition day, uh, your up is going to be different. Everything following that is going to be a little bit different. So try to th- keep things as consistent as possible in the morning, in the day. Um, don't have three cups of coffee instead of your regular one cup of coffee. I would suggest not even taking coffee. Um, just keep to your normal routine. So I woke up. Uh, I don't usually breakfast, but I'll, I'll have a, I have. had a banana. This is kind of the st- when I started having my banana in the morning uh, because the potassium kind of calms you down. It's not going to m- completely mellow you out magically, but the potassium definitely helps um, keep you a bit more calm than usual. And then uh you're off to your audition. So in the morning you'll get to your or afternoon you'll get to your audition space and they'll give you a practice room where you can warm up. Uh and along the same lines, don't do a crazy warm-up. Um if your warm up is normally ten minutes, keep your warm-up up at ten minutes and don't blow your chops off. Um the practice room is not where you're gonna be doing your showing off. You wanna save as much chop as possible uh for the audition room. Um but you definitely want to be warmed up you want to stick to your normal warm-up routine which is something you should develop beforehand um if you have never developed one um just keep it to a 10 minute just do 10 minutes of scales don't be too like two octave scales and um, that's a very simple starting warm-up just 10 minutes of doing scales uh so your your chops are warmed up just do two octaves like low f to don't go like high c all the time like save all those great notes for later I just do a nice, comfortable warm-up so your lips are ready to go. Um, and then, so like I said, just keep it to how you've always been doing it. Don't change. Don't change too much. Just keep your warm-up nice and uh, nice and simple. And don't over warm up. Just save that for for the performance. So then, the next thing to keep in mind is when auditioning. The most important thing to remember is that the schools want to see you. So when you're auditioning for the schools. Um, they they're gonna make you a better player. So showing them the like the clay they have to mold, um, is something that'll better your chances to make you study there. Uh, so what that means is, you don't need to be perfect. Um, the schools are looking for someone who they can teach. They want to know that this person's gonna come here and they're gonna accept what they're being taught and they're gonna get better. Uh, universities for getting better. This is where you're gonna study all the fundamentals and being an amazing horn player. So they just want to know what you're good at. So don't blow your face off because uh, then they're not going to get to hear what they have to work with. So just make sure you're always giving it your all and having fun. That's kind of what I tried to keep in mind before I went into the audition was to just have fun with it because they want to see who you are. Uh, But (laughs) as uh, all nerves do, they sneak up on you. And when I walked into the audition, I was extremely nervous because I heard four people ahead of me, which is something I would... Um, warn you against. Um, I wouldn't go to your audition like right outside the auditioning room too early because there's gonna be other musicians there and you're gonna compare yourself to them. Um, as, as good as it is to hear what the caliber is like. I think if you hear someone with a good audition or what you would think is a good audition might be their bad audition. So make sure that you're not going too early but I mean make sure you go go early enough so you're not stressing but make sure you don't go too early. Cause that's what I did. And I heard a bunch of people and that really got me nervous. Uh, so I was nervous when I walked in and then once I said my hellos, uh, you introduce yourself and then you can start your pieces. A lot of universities are going to want, so for horn, you're going to want two contrasting pieces and a study. That's kind of the, the baseline of what they're going to want. Um, so the first pieces I played were Strauss one. And the I think I played Beethoven horn sonata. I can't, I think it was beethoven horn sonata oh it was just beethoven horn sonata movement one and two there was no stress one at this one so when i started i knew the pace piece really well of course i didn't practice it right because as i mentioned i just practiced by playing straight through which was not a good idea but i started confidently because i knew the beginning really well uh, but my nerves definitely creeped up and i started flubbing a lot near the end which is something you're going to find once your adrenaline starts building up and your heart rate is going really fast. Your lips are dry. Everything's just not going right. Um, playing playing wise. Um, I started flubbing a lot near the end, but I still like, I was still getting the gist of it, but there was a lot of flubs and stuff near the end. So I was kind of let down by that. Um, but I played the two contrasting movements. Um, And the other thing is they're probably not going to let you play the whole thing. So don't get offended when they tell you to stop. It just means that they've heard what they need to hear and they'd like to move on to the next thing so that they can keep on their schedule and that um, you don't blow your face off for the rest of it. Um, So again, don't get, don't get offended when they tell you to stop. It's not because you're bad. It's not, it's not America's got talent competition. They just, they've heard what they need to hear and then they're going to move on so that it's a, a nice and efficient auditioning process. So the next thing I was asked to do once I played all that, uh, was I was asked to do some sight singing, which was incredibly nerve wracking because a, I never sang in front of anybody in my entire life. So that was pretty stressful. Um, and sight singing is when the pianist will play like some notes for you and you have to sing them back. It didn't have to be solfege. I I think they said if I knew solfege, I could, but I did not, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Um, so I just sang it back and that that went pretty well I was pretty nervous I obviously don't have a great singing voice because I never sang to anyone at that point Uh, but that was something to look out for universities might ask for different things uh, during your audition just to see what level of musicianship you're at like if you're tone deaf but can play um, your horn well that's kind of something they want to know that you won't be able to you don't at this point know uh, how to sight sing. But again, they just want to hear what you have. It doesn't need to be perfect at all times. They just want to know what they're working with. Um, uh, Then they will. So this is the way this audition went. Um, Both of my auditions went this way, but it could be different depending on the school and how they do things. But after all that, uh, there was an interview, uh, which is where I sat down with the interview or the panel of um, auditioners, I guess is the word. And we just talked about myself, um, how I got into horn and all that kind of stuff. And they just want to know who you are. So the best thing to do is to be yourself, be kind and respectful. Of course, uh, these are the people who are going to be giving you the pass to get into school. So you'll definitely want to uh, not be a jerk because <laughs> they're they're in, in charge of your destiny, basically. So be nice, be who you are. And uh, again, they just want to know who they who they have to work with. So if you let them know that you'll be on your way. Um, and I think the, the, uh, the, I think the, I think that the interview went really well. That was really hard to get out. I think that the interview went well. Um, I'm a, I'm a pretty decent person at, at interviews and all that kind of stuff. So I think it went well. And then after that, I had a theory exam, which I did not study for a lot. Um, I underestimated my lack of theory knowledge. And to this day, my theory knowledge is not the best. I can do what I need to do, but my theory knowledge is not great. So the theory exam I later found out I did not do very well on, but that will not stop you from getting into university because they can teach you that. This is what they want to teach you. They want to make sure you know the fundamentals basically like I knew (laughs) minimal, like my, my high school um, theory education was not the best. And that wasn't because of the teaching that it was just because I was just not the best student, I guess. So they just want to know that they have something to work with. They want to make sure that you're not completely inept. <laughs> so the, again, they just want, again, I'm going to keep saying this, in the podcast, they just want to know what they're having, having to work with. And so just do your best um, and have fun through this audition process because it is, it's fun. This is a, just a step in your journey that uh, it should be enjoyed. Uh, so just do what you can and uh, see what the results are so that was my uft audition which i think overall went pretty well when i was walking home I, I had some doubts about certain things again comparing yourself to others when you hear someone else play it sounds amazing but they might be doing a million mistakes that you just aren't used to uh because it's someone else is playing in there and you and you have, like you're not you're picking yourself apart a lot because you're always hearing yourself but someone else might is all someone else is doing the same thing so to you someone else might sound perfect but to them it might not sound perfect and then vice versa you might sound perfect to them but to them they they don't sound perfect that kind of stuff so always keep that in mind that do your best and uh, see what happens with auditions so the next audition was laurier um which was the next day which i would advise against um i did my auditions in two days because i had to work so by condensing it i took as little time off as possible Um, so I would take maybe a week in between or at the bare minimum taking a day off in between just to rest. Um, it was a lot of travel. So I went from, uh, downtown Toronto on the train back home to Hamilton. I had that rest of the day to relax, even though I couldn't, because I was just stressing out about what I might've done wrong. And then I was also practicing for the next material for the next day, which I was probably ruining my face. But again, you don't know too much about all that before you go to university. So I was doing a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have done. And then um, I had to sleep. And then, of course, you don't sleep very well because you're stressed. And then I woke up the next day tired uh, and had to drive all the way to Waterloo, which is about an hour and a half from Hamilton, uh, to do my next audition. So <laughs> to start it out, I was not in my 100% state. Uh, so I didn't, feel as comf- like, I didn't feel as comfortable as I did the first audition because I also didn't have uh, the mentor that I had the first day. Uh, but I did take the lessons that I learned from the day before, uh, stress wise, uh, into account, or I I didn't take, I took the things that I learned the day before stress wise into account and applied them to my next day. So I did the same routine, woke up, had my banana, went to, went to my audition, which was later in the day, which also was a bit different. If you want to plan your day, try to keep your auditions at the same or similar time. So you can do the same routine. Uh, but once I got to the school, um, I felt a lot more confident. Um, Laurie was just a little bit more comfortable because it was a smaller town. Um, it wasn't right downtown Toronto. It was, it's a smaller town outside of Toronto, uh, which which was nice because I wasn't used to such a big city, so it felt like a lot of pressure. Um, and then, yeah, it just felt a lot less stressful. Um, so once I got to the school, I did my warm-up, uh, which was really fun because the... Person who led me down to my practice room was Lauren, who is a horn player at the school, which was really nice because I got to meet one of the horn players at the school, and she was really excited and really happy for me to be there, which was really fun. That makes that boost your confidence a lot. And she brought me down to the practice rooms and wished me good luck, and just she actually let me know she just told me not to over practice and that kind of stuff, gave me a few little tips, and then that was fun. I tried to keep my nerves down. I remember texting with friends, and then I joked that I forgot my horn for the audition, and they were really stressed but it was just kind of keeping my nerves down because I obviously didn't forget my horn but it was just kind of a a practical joke that I was playing to keep myself calm and then I went up and did my audition so as I mentioned the piano situation I used the in-house pianist which was Steph who is one of the most incredible pianists ever uh, who is at Laurier and she made me feel so much so comfortable at the audition she was ready to go she was smiling she was really excited to play and she'd played all the pieces because what i thought they'd be using people who had never played these horn pieces steph has played every single horn piece a billion times more than i've ever played any piece and she knew them better than i knew them so that was really comfortable because she knew exactly how it should be played and then it it made me play better i think (laughs) um so all that stress that I had before melted away about pianists because that's just something, just don't worry about it. Um, whatever happens, happens. You just do your best and will if the pianist is messing up, they'll know, but my pianist did not mess up. Steph was amazing. Um, so that was just an incredible experience. Um, let's see, we're going to, I'm, I'm reading off my phone, as I mentioned, so. Um, oh, so then the next thing at Laurier was I didn't read the fine print for audition material. Which is something you should definitely do. Make sure you know, mark down what the schools want, um, and if you've prepared something slightly different to that, reach out to the professors and ask what if you if you what you prepared is okay. Um, usually, if they're not like super contrasting, like I think I played the Beethoven Sonata movement one and two, if I remember correctly, or one and three, I can't remember exactly, um, but they would have been fine if I brought those, and I the day before I read something else. So then I prepared Strauss and Beethoven very last minute. So I was pretty stressed about that. Um, So that's something you should look into. But if I would have reached out, the Beethoven would have been fine because the movements are contrasting. It doesn't have to be the whole pieces to be contrasting. Just has to be the, um, the, uh, just has to be the movements or the, yeah, the movements just have to contrast, which is cool. So then uh, my audition went okay. Um, I had a few timing issues as a lot of us young horn players do. We, we get caught in the music and the timing goes out the window and that was made apparent to me. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, but that was okay. I played the two solo pieces. I played coprash, which again, my timing was absolutely atrocious. If, if there's something to, uh, nail, uh, it would be timing. I think, um, timing dynamics like, Make sure you show them the fundamentals. My timing was not good at all, and I think it really showed, and it was apparent, and it was kind of embarrassing, um, <laughs> on my part. You you always want to do the best, and when you can't even when you mess up timing, it you just kind of feel bad. <laughs> but all that aside, I was really comfortable at Laurier. Um, even though I messed all this stuff up when I started my interview with the panel, it was very comfortable. Steph was there, Nina was there. The conductor of um, um, the wind orchestra was there, uh, and she was very nice. And then I believe there's someone else there, but I can't remember offhand. But uh, the important thing was my future teacher was there, Nina Brickman, and she was very encouraging about the whole thing. She definitely mentioned that my timing was off and things I could improve, but it was it was all things that she said we're going to work on and it will get better. You're, you're auditioning, so we'll get better at all this stuff once you come here. And that was really... Crucial to me because I am the kind of person who wants that um, reinforcement of this is what we can do better, and not just compliments like "Oh, you did all this great." There was a couple bad things, but everything was great. I want that incurred. I want the 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 criticisms where I can just build myself self up. And I think the panel definitely gave me those. So it was stuff that I could do better, but they gave me hope that we're gonna we're gonna get it better. That's what going to schools for, and that's where I've kind of based this podcast off of is that the schools just want you to become better uh, once you get there. Like They want you to be great auditioning, of course, but once you get there, you're going to get the tools that you need to become an amazing horn player. And that's the important thing to keep in mind. And I learned these things at Laurier, which was the, uh, the major reason that I ended up going to Laurier was because they were very encouraging in what I had and what they could offer and what we were going to do together. And that's a really cool thing to keep in mind with schools is that Uh, no matter what, every music school you go to is going to have somewhere to practice and you're going to have a place to play. Um, so it's the tools that they give you while you're at the school, which is one of the most important things. Um, I really liked my school that I went to just overall feeling like everyone was just really happy there and I felt way less stressed and that's kind of a cool thing to go to when you're going to music school, which is a pretty high stress, um, school career, no one wants to go to school and be really stressed every day. So when you're going to school and you're really excited about it, I think that's a really great thing. And the teacher that I ended up going with, which was Nina Brickman, she was just an incredible mentor on that day and it stuck with me. um, And it made me want to go to that school even more because I just knew that the amount of stuff that I got out of my, I think I had a one hour lesson with her on the day of my audition just to get to know each other. And the stuff that I got out of that lesson alone um, really stuck with me and it, it made me want to be a better horn player and to learn horn at that school. So to wrap it up, um, I think after auditioning, the most important thing to remember is to just enjoy the process and to prepare to the best of your ability. Um, the whole process can seem like you're just being put on trial and that they don't want you to come there because they they have all these perfect people coming and that's completely not true. Um, they want to see what you have to give. They want to make sure that they're getting to see everyone and the best that they can do so that they can pick and choose people who are right for the school. They want people who are going to be open to learning and open to criticism so that they can teach you and not, um, just like, you're not going to be, you're not going to teach yourself at these schools. You're going to have all these professors. You're going to have all these different students helping you through over the next four or five years. Um, become the best horn player that you can possibly be or best musician. If you're not a horn player listening to this podcast, best musician that you can be. So just prepare for the process of auditioning uh, to the best of your ability. Do everything you can to prepare uh, to be comfortable. The best thing to do going into these con or um, auditions is to be comfortable. Uh, You want to limit those nerves as much as possible because they're going to come. And the best thing to do is just remember that you've practiced and you're ready. So you can do this. You can do it. Uh, because the schools want you to show them what you've got and if you're not showing them uh, what you have to offer and what like what skills you've already acquired on your own and what you could be open to learning it won't be as fun of a process for you uh, the next thing to uh, re- re- reiterate oh what's the word not the best anyways the best thing to um, reiterate that's the word is to ask questions and seek guidance uh, beforehand it doesn't have to be a mystery you don't have to be walking into that edition, wondering what you needed to do. You can, you can email these professors, you can email the schools, you can email everybody and they'll tell you exactly what they're expecting and what, uh, they want you to do beforehand to prepare. They're going to set you up with housing accommodations. Um, once you're there they're going to set you up with everything you just need to email them and ask Uh, they they want you to go to their school you're going to be paying the school a lot of money so you should be reaching out and asking all these questions so it's not as stressful it's a really easy process if you know what to do and the people at the schools definitely know what to do so you should be emailing them asking them Uh, laurier especially had a very very good um, process they were emailing as soon as i applied to schools they were emailing reaching out really excited that i was auditioning and stuff like that setting up dates Uh, getting questions answered all that kind of stuff and again that's another reason i ended up going there uft had very similar uh things but again it just felt more homey at laurier which is kind of what i was looking for in a school um so you can reach out to the teachers uh which is really cool you can read all the emails for horn professors any professor is all at um is all at the school or on the school's website. So if you're wondering um, who you could study with, you can look them up, you can email them, say I'm, I'm auditioning. I'd like to come here for a lesson. You can, you can take lessons with the professors beforehand. Um, Sometimes they'll, they'll charge you that kind of thing. A lot of time they won't um, because if you're going to that school, that kind of thing. So Make sure you're reaching out to these horn teachers and ask what they are looking for, what they what they think an incoming student should be able to do, and what they should know beforehand. Again, nothing has to be a mystery. You can email all these people. You can talk to them. It's really easy and not scary at all. Uh, they really want you to come to the school, so they're always happy to talk to you. Um, and along those lines, you can study with the professors beforehand. That's something I've seen a lot of people do, is they'll study with the horn professors that they want to learn with, Uh, in university so that they can get a little bit of a head start which is something that is totally fine to do it gets you a bit ahead of the curve because then auditioning you know exactly what you've done need to do for the audition and it's not a surprise who you're meeting or who you're playing for because you've already played for them it's uh i think that would make the process a lot simpler it's something i wish i would have done however getting a teacher any any type of teacher i think will help you a lot especially one who's done auditions for schools auditions for orchestras they know exactly how the audition process works and it will really get you prepared for that process uh the next thing would be to play a lot um play in as much things as possible just practice as much as possible that um without injury make sure you're playing for other people make sure you're playing in different types of music make sure you're just playing the horn a lot get comfortable with the horn so that you know exactly how your horn is going to play with you and it's just an extension of yourself instead of uh, something you're you're constantly fighting with you just want to be able to pick up your horn and play uh, for your audition. You don't want to be worrying about how the horn's going to react to this and that. You just want to be able to to play. And the other thing is to play for other people. Get your friends to sit down and ask them what they think you should start working on. Uh, now, take that with a grain of salt. Make sure it's just kind of like if they don't really know what they're talking about, make sure it's oh, you were swaying back and forth. Maybe don't sway back and forth. Make sure it's if it's technical things that they don't know how to play horn maybe don't take that advice, but just play for a lot of people. See what they have to think. If, if it's good, it'll boost your confidence, um, which is always a really good thing. Um, let's see. Um, so again, to wrap it up, uh, the university is where you're going to grow. So the audition process is just the first step. So the audition process is super simple. If you reach out and ask people what to do, um, because each school is going to have um, different people who are going to help you along the way, and it makes the process a lot smoother. Once you get into school, you're going to have tons of time to practice in the practice room and rehearsals. Um, so don't worry about being a perfect player. You're going to get that in university. You're going to be playing way more than you ever have, and it's going to be a blast. So the audition process should just be that. It should be... Something that you're working towards and you're learning a ton. Like when you're when you're auditioning for schools, you're learning a lot about yourself and how you practice. What I learned about myself was that I'm really bad at setting a practice schedule and all that stuff, which is what I learned in university is I, I needed to work on all of that. Um, and just have fun. Uh, I can't say it enough, horn is really fun. So make sure when you're auditioning for something, it's not scary. It, it's, it's just a fun time. Um, it should definitely be taken seriously. But have fun with it it's if you don't do well you don't do well um you can always reach out and and see what you did wrong Uh, if you don't get in audition to a few places more than likely you might get into one of them because the first place might not have gone well but you'll do well at the next two Uh, and then you have backup plans the the first like i always thought i was going to go to uft that was just kind of the um was kind of like in high school it was the top university to go to In my mind, it was the the place to go to study horn, and I think it still is an amazing place to go. It's uh, one of the places a lot of people should go to learn horn. But after going to UFT and going to Laurier, like the different schools, I just found that Laurier fit me better. It might've had uh, different ways of doing things, but it's it's the place you're gonna learn, and whatever place you're gonna learn that works best for you is gonna be the best. So just have fun. Um, Audition to the best of your ability. I'm sure a lot of you are auditioning right now, which is kind of exciting. Um, if you've already been along this process, please leave a comment. Let me know how your process has gone, how it's going. Um, and let me know if you get in anywhere. It's really exciting to hear when you guys reach out and say that you got into the school. It's all because of the channel that inspired you to play. That's always really cool and really touching. So make sure you just have fun. Enjoy the process. You know, just, uh, play play, play lots of horn, impress people. It's the best instrument in the world. So, uh, Make sure you continue to, uh, just keep having fun. And, uh, and while you're doing it, listen to horns and stuff, the podcast where we talk about horns and stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I can't wait to make the next one. Uh, if you have any suggestions on what the next podcast should be, I'm definitely open ears. This was a, a podcast that I've really been wanting to get to. So if you have any suggestions, please go on my Instagram, which is at F or anywhere. On the social medias where you can find me, just send me a, a message, and I always always write down suggestions that I love. So please do that, and uh, I can't wait for the next podcast. Uh, again, this has been Patrick with the Horns and Stuff podcast, where we talk about horns and stuff, and I'll see you in the next one. Oh, last thing, uh, so we are officially doing Mondays and Thursdays for the podcast. So make sure you. Are ready for that on Mondays and Thursdays, you'll be getting new podcasts, which is really exciting. I'm really excited to start sticking with the schedule and I'll be making more YouTube videos as well, along with that, that are not just podcasts. Um, if you've gotten to the end of this podcast, go comment on my most recent Instagram post, um, chicken noodle soup. I think the last one was chickens too. I, I don't know why I have chickens stuck in my head, but if you made it to the end of the podcast, comment chicken noodle soup on my most recent Instagram post post and I'll make sure I give it a like because I really appreciate that you've listened to the over 40 minute podcast uh, where we talk about horns and stuff because uh, I think this is a really interesting topic I'm sure I missed a lot and there's a lot of things that you could do differently with auditioning it's a totally personal experience maybe you're the exact opposite person than me and you've organized everything and you need maybe some some less um, stressful activities maybe you just need to do some yoga or anything like that to get you calmer for the audition Uh, so yeah We'll talk to you in the next podcast. This has been Patrick, and you've been listening to Horns and Stuff, the podcast where we talk about horns and stuff. Bye-bye.